Welcome back to Don't Caught a Book Club. My name's Luke. My name is Dan. We are back on The Witcher series. This episode, we're covering the first half of The Sword of Destiny. Just the first half this time. We've gotten up to, I think mine says, Dan, I think mine says page like 183, which is about halfway. Yeah, we've read through the Eternal Flame story. Mm-hmm. So we'll, t- we'll be talking about everything before that, including the Eternal Flame and, be- and earlier. But let's let's go ahead and jump into it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start us at the very beginning. It's a good place to start. Very beginning. There's there's a scene where Geralt. Oh, by the way, first thing to say is apparently the name is pronounced Geralt. So you were right, mm-hmm. not Geralt. Mm-hmm. We have. Well, we have uh, uh, at Mighty GL to thank for that. So, so thanks for sh- setting us straight on on the name pronunciation. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'm gonna I'm for sure gonna call him Gerald a couple of times. No, in this, don't but... do that. I'm gonna correct you immediately. Then, okay, good. It, it's gonna be accidental, but okay. His name is Gerald. Yes. First scene we get is him going down to fight a basilisk. The people think that he died and are gonna steal all his stuff. This. This quote-unquote hero guy, with the two with the two warrior women, comes in and stops him from stealing his stuff, and they wait. And then, at the end of this little encounter, the the guy that was going to steal steal all their stuff just gets beheaded. Yeah, with no warning. I'm going to say that's a little harsh. I mean, I don't. It was casual. I think the. The casual nature of it. Of the beheading. The casual beheading. beheading. Yeah. Yeah, it did seem a little gruesome. I'll give you that. A little, yeah, a little gruesome. Everyone runs away. And then, and then this guy asks Geralt if he wants to like get lunch with him. I don't know if you take that meeting. Well, uh, I think you do though. I mean, if you think about, okay, you're, you come out of a basilisk den, you're pretty tired and then somebody gets beheaded right in front of you, and they're like, now, Geralt, would you care for lunch? I don't think I'm going to say, uh, no. Okay, fair. Because you just beheaded that guy super cash. Good point. And I'm pretty tired, and I could use a snack. That's a good, okay, sure, sure. I agree, actually. I, I just, this comes back to what we said in the last episode. Mm-hmm. With Geralt seeming like he has this high sense of morals in certain scenarios, and then definitely not in others. That was, that's kind of the main point of this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you you actually and now that we see what kind of meal he gets out of this, you definitely say yes. Worth it. Uh, while we're talking about three jackdaws. They have this fantastic meal at this inn. It sounds delicious. That's not what I want to focus on right now, though. I want to go a little bit past that. Three Jackdaws is talking to the innkeeper and is like, hey, we're feeling a little bit dirty. We'd like a bath. So I'd like you to set up a bath in my room, which is on the second floor, big enough to fit four people, chop chop and the innkeeper's like i don't think i can do that 
and three jackdaws pulls out a bunch of money and is like, I think you can. And the innkeeper is like, yes, I can. Okay. First off, I appreciate their can-do attitude. That's how you mm-hmm. get somewhere in life. But no amount of chutzpah in the world is going to get a tub big enough for four people up a tiny, tiny stairway onto the second floor of this inn filled with hot water within like an hour. Within mm. like a day. This is not going to happen. Here's here's what you're not considering. Okay? First off, this guy, this innkeeper does not have a tub big enough to fill, to mm. house four people. Nope. Okay? So he's going to have to build it. Or go find one in the town somewhere. Yeah, that's step one. I think he, when he gets this money, is like, okay, I'm a handyman. I'm going to get four regular-sized tubs, bring them upstairs, somehow get them all together. He's a, he's a, he's a DIY kind of guy. Okay. So you're saying he's going to get a, a, pull out the hot glue gun, mm-hmm. bring four regular-sized tubs upstairs, and then somehow fashion them into one big, like, four-leaf clover-shaped tub in the middle. Uh... I'm not thinking four-leaf clover shape. I'm more thinking he... So we've got... They're laid endwise, you know? Oh, it's a long tub. No, 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 no not like that. Not okay, like that. okay. It's like a square. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And then you. you cut off the middle... Or the sides on the middle two. So this thing is not holding water at all. No, no, no. <laughs> so it is just leaking all over the floor the whole time. And the innkeeper is constantly coming back up with hot water to try and maintain even a little bit of water in this thing. Yeah, it's not great. The other thing about this is the the reason I think that this innkeeper is potentially capable of this is because he seems very he seems he seems quick on his feet. Mm-hmm. Because my experience in restaurants is that I look on the menu. And I see a limited number of options. I'm like, okay, this thing that you make your way looks good. I'll have that. But three jackdaws or whatever his name is comes in here. And I think there's a couple things that he asks for that are that are on menu. But there's a couple little things that he's like just tells him how to cook. He's like, I'd also like a rack of lamb, throw it in this. Throw in as much dill as you can. How much? I don't know if I don't know if he has all of these ingredients. I think it's crazy that he said throw in as much dill as you can. I think yeah. Okay, that's definitely true. That's insane because if he's paying me, this is okay. This comes back to when Geralt told the king to every now and then throw something into the fireplace to prevent his daughter from turning into a striga. That doesn't mean anything. You have to be a little bit more specific. If you tell me to find as much dill as I can and you give me like $10,000 to make this dish, you're going to be eating mostly dill. Like, right, because the phrase throw in as much dill as you can means throw in as much dill as can fit. Yeah. Which is a lot of dill. It's a lot of dill. And consider the fact that dill is a weed. Like it grows everywhere. 
So if there's a little bit of dill in this town, there's a lot of dill in this town. Mm-hmm. This guy's going dill crazy. Yeah. But that maybe again, that's what, that's what, okay, here's this, the spoilers for the end of this. Maybe that's just what dragons like. Just dill, dill is, this is, yeah, we've learned that <laughs> dill is like crack to dragons. Their horde, their horde is actually just a dummy. It's like to get people away from their real stash, which is just a bunch of pickles, just like jars and jars and jars of pickles underground. Pickles, some tzatziki sauce. Some tzatziki. Um, I think it's tzatziki sauce. I don't know. I've always not known how to say that, if I'm honest. All right, that's fine. Is that's, it really tzatziki sauce? I think so. That's helpful. You're learning. We're because learning things today. Because I don't want to go to my Greek restaurant. I, I've been avoiding saying the word. Yeah. So I just look on the menu for what has that and I order it because, but okay. Okay. Moving on. Um, the, the one thing that should have, uh, told us something was up with three jackdaws mm-hmm. at this meal is I think, I think the innkeeper suggests something, something with cheese and he's like no not that that's for dessert which is fine you can have cheese things for dessert yeah uh, but then his re- his final request for dessert was sheep's cheese and lettuce that sounds like normal human food right sheep's cheese and lettuce for dessert <laughs> yeah normal human food <laughs> how are you even eating that and how much lettuce I, so I was envisioning like like a wrap. That's was, what I was too. He was doing a wrap with it, which like he's going low carb. Yeah, but still, I don't know. That's a bad salad. Is what you're asking for for dessert? It's a bad salad for dessert. Yeah. Well, and sheep's and cheese has got a has got a funk to it. Like that's that's some, you're gonna need something more more substantial to mellow out the mm-hmm. sheep's cheese. Or something sharper to cut through, like some dried cranberries, mm-hmm. some honey glazed exactly. pecans. Ooh, those! Now that's a dessert. We've turned this it's a, it's into a, a dessert. It's an absurd dessert, Dan. Sheep's cheese and lettuce. The other thing is, like, what are you, leafy greens like this? Too much of it can ruin things. This brings me to something that I've been meaning to talk about. Okay, yeah, get it off your chest, Luke. <laughs> That really more belongs in our in our unrelated intro section. Okay. But I'm I'm doing it here. Yeah. If you're this is not gonna be fan this is gonna be personal. If you if you want if you don't want to listen to it, skip ahead a, a minute or two. Went to this went to this pizza place recently. Mm-hmm. Really really like high end pizza place. Mm-hmm. Got this pizza that was like prosciutto and arugula. Oh, hold on. Okay. Okay. I'm expecting some prosciutto, small amount of arugula, you know, all that. Yeah. I see it coming out to me. Oh, no. We've got, it doesn't have any arugula on it. No. It looks phenomenal. Okay, yeah. And I'm sitting next to a little side kitchen, mm-hmm. like right in view of the guy in the side kitchen. The waitress carries it over to that guy in the side kitchen. It's like, this needs arugula. Like, okay, that's how it works. Yeah. This, they, they do the pizzas over there, toppings over here. She hands it to him. He does some stuff comes back out to me so much fucking arugula 
You can't, I couldn't see the pizza. Now I'm in view of this guy that has prepared my pizza. Uh I don't want to take off all of the arugula because (laughs) I He turns and like gives you a thumbs up like, I got you. It was so much arugula. Maybe he misunderstood. Maybe he misunderstood your server and he thought it was a salad. He looked at this. That's what it looked like. He looked at this and he was like, oh, we're doing salads in a bread on a bread plate now. <laughs> okay, let's try that. And I will say it was good arugula. Mm. The arugula itself was high quality arugula, but that was too much arugula. Yeah, that's that's kind of a lot. I was worried you were going to say that they put the arugula on before they baked your pizza. And that's blasphemy. You can't right. put a leafy green on like spinach. I think you can get away with. Mm-hmm. Any other leafy green before a pizza goes in the oven, just get out. Go, go somewhere that I that I cannot know you. Yeah. So I'm not just if if I don't know if this is common for for other pizza places. If a pizza has arugula on it, don't get it. Put your own arugula on. They don't. They don't. They're they're Bring doing crazy stuff, Dan. Okay. They're doing crazy stuff with arugula these days. I, lo- I gotta say though, uh, and this is this is we gotta move on. Mm-hmm. Of all the leafy greens, arugula is my favorite. Okay, yeah, agreed. But okay, <laughs> QS getting back into the book. Welcome back, people who skipped ahead. Uh, that was a smart move on your part. Okay, we need to go to the discussion about how dangerous dragons are. Mm-hmm. They're going back and forth. They're talking about whether or not they should kill dragons. And Yennefer says, dragons are the most evil because a dragon is the only thing that can endanger a stronghold or a large town. That's why we need to get rid of all dragons. That's why they're the most evil and like dangerous. Yennefer, you're lying out your ass right now. Mm Mm-hmm. This is ignorant. This is not even a good lie because she's saying this in front of Geralt. We're our introduction to Yennefer and Geralt is a genie almost distra- Oh, I guess because we're doing two books, if you haven't read The Last Wish, I'm going to do a little spoiler here. A genie almost destroys the town. Okay, so that's two things that can destroy a town or stronghold now. You know that there's way more. Mm-hmm. How is she getting away with this? I don't, it's a terrible argument. Yep. And the, the other sorcerer, I forget his name, but he, he calls her out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but in less... He, he's like, uh, lice, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> first of all lice isn't deadly but uh <laughs> good point but yeah this is this is a terrible i think this is a terrible argument her her premise for this is that is that all humans should be living in cities also <laughs> yeah you freaking is- elitist ivory tower <laughs> bullshit god <laughs> freaking east coat elite yennefer <laughs> Um, which is okay. So, but that's a, that's a, she's, she just completely ignores rural humans, rural people's problems. Yeah. 
Yeah. She's totally disconnected from the common person. Mm-hmm. Frustrating. Uh, and yeah, I, it's definitely my original thought that was just like, she actually believes this and it's just kind of dumb. But I, th- I'm, I, I think you're probably right where she's lying and just wants to kill this dragon. She's just so horny to kill this dragon right now. She is. She is. It's wild. This also raises a question about the fighting abilities of dragons. Mm-hmm. Because she says that dragons can cause, like, you know, can wipe out a town, I guess, is what it seems like. Mm-hmm. And we have these people that are challenging this dragon one-on-one believing that they can win uh-huh and then so this is a golden dragon right and yeah so we need to make I, this I distinction it, clear because there's right. a, there's a green dragon that almost dies because it ate a poison sheep mm-hmm. okay yeah I, I could probably take that i think and then there's a gold <laughs> dragon there's a gold dragon that they okay so ike does it first tries to take on this dragon one-on-one he's just like charging at it and the golden dragon does a little move and like destroys him. Just demolishes and everyone, this guy. Everyone is amazed. Yeah. Everyone's like, holy shit, this dragon is quick. Which which brings me to two questions. How big are dragons mm. in this universe? Mm-hmm. And how bad at fighting are all dragons that are not golden dragons? Because this guy getting pwned one-on-one with a dragon is a surprise to people? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, first off, size of dragons. I was also going all over the place on this at first. Mm-hmm. I kind of landed like slightly larger than an elephant with shorter legs. Okay. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Because they could like they like surrounded it and it seemed like they thought they could take it 3 on 1. And if this is like a huge dragon, if this is like an Aragon level dragon that is, I imagine is just being massive, it would take like five or six people to take this thing down. But because they, they're going at it with like three. Right. And, and, and I'm basing my size kind of on the, the one-on-one fight because Mm -hmm. he just, he charges at the dragon and if it's if it's a large dragon like I would normally picture, mm-hmm. he can just swipe his paw and knock him out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But he can't do that, I, I guess, because he has to do this this quick little, I don't know, whatever it was, move. So that made me think that it was, I, I'm thinking now smaller than what you're saying, actually. Mm. Okay. Like bear-sized? Like... like I'm thinking larger than the largest human, but not that much larger. I'm thinking like, Whoa. I'm picturing Charizard. Okay. That's very small. Yeah. Maybe. Because, I mean, because, they do okay. catch it in a net, right? They, they catch it in a net. We have later on when we figure out that it's actually... Uh, Jack Three Dolls, or whatever his name is. Three Jack Dolls. Three Jack Dolls. Uh, <laughs> they they're talking to him, and you know people talk 
people are pretty close together when they talk. Mm-hmm. And then he turns into the dragon and no one's like cramped. Yeah, I mean, maybe he was just being considerate, though. Maybe he kind of took a little hop back when he transformed. Maybe. He just took a little half hop. Yeah. But, I, okay. Long story short, dragons are not as cool in this as we thought that they would be. Is I that don't true? No. Okay. There's w- the one thing that makes me think they're bigger than this is the little dragon, the baby dragon that's running around. That, I get the sense, is about the size of a dog. And so if a baby dragon that hatched like a week ago is the size of a dog, a full-grown dragon's got to be, I would, like, pretty big, right? I don't know. I think you're assuming a lot here. Oh, man. Maybe. I don't think you can assume the the growth percentage of baby dragon to adult dragon. But think of, like, a crocodile, you know? Like little crocodiles. Yeah, but think about a horse. Mm, think about a horse, he says. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I don't know. I think we need. I think we need more information. We need more information about the size of these dragons. If you want to weigh in on this, go ahead and tweet tweet at us with just the animal that you think is is closest to the size of this dragon. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll do a little poll the listeners <laughs> okay staying on the dragon mm-hmm. he's i guess it's a well i don't know if well okay uh <laughs> gerald has been with this guy for a while he's gone he's gone traveling with him this guy's bought him tons of food buys him tons of beer does all these fun things with him super rich super nice to him yeah great guy uh Turns out he's a golden dragon, and his job is basically the opposite of Geralt's, which is to, like, protect monsters. Mm -hmm. The monsters hire him to protect them, Mm -hmm. which is, is like, opposite Geralt, but but it's kind of cool, as in, I I feel like there's there's a large chance for some, some friendship there. Oh yeah, like a little, like a little uh, professional rivalry. I don't even know if I'm thinking rivalry. I'm more thinking, like, pretty good friendship. Yeah, but uh, this guy this, seems awesome. He okay? Yes, three jackdaws seems so great. Seems just like such a such a bro. There is definitely mm-hmm. a bromance brewing here. Okay, yeah, brewing, but. He just, he, he lets him go without asking him for his information. I know. You at least get his email address there, Geralt. Yeah. yeah. It's like, how do I reach you? Big mistake. Hang out. Well, he, he does know where he lives, right? Does he? I think he, what, isn't he staying with the little dragon or are they going to move on? I thought he was moving on. Oh, shoot. Yeah. You have to trade info. You have to. Yeah. Otherwise, now, you're just ships passing in the night and you'll never see each other again. Yeah, now this guy, now you're relying on, he knows you, and probably, it's probably easy to find you, but Geralt, Geralt, you're not going to be able to find him. Now it's like, now, now, if I'm in Geralt, I'm thinking, I would love to hang out with this guy more, but it's on him, and I don't know if he liked me as much as I liked him. Uh, but, but Luke, what you don't realize is... The dragon's been in this story the whole time. 
So, Luke, if if you recall, the dragon can transform into any creature. Mm-hmm. He just chose to transform into a person at that time to talk to Geralt. There's another interesting story that we read in The Last Wish where uh, Dandelion and Geralt are fishing and they are trying to catch a 12-foot catfish. You don't think that was the dragon? Watching over Geralt? Watching over Geralt? Mm -hmm. Because think about it, think about it. If I am hired to protect monsters from Geralt, where's the best place to be? Okay, near Geralt. Uh-huh. Fair. I, okay, one, I will say it's not necessarily monsters from Geralt. Right. It's just monsters in general. Just monsters. But who is a big threat to monsters? Yeah, probably Geralt's probably the biggest threat. Definitely. And what happens, like, while they're fishing for this catfish? Big old monster comes out, gets set free. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. And we did a whole segment on how absurd a 12-foot catfish is. Right. In this, in this, I don't know how big the river was, but shouldn't probably not big enough to hold a 12-foot no. catfish. But if the 12-foot catfish is actually a gold dragon, that's eh, a little okay. more reasonable. A little more reasonable, yeah. I'm sold. So. Let's, let's keep our eyes out for, for this guy. Uh-huh. Where else is this gold dragon popping up? <laughs> Gotta be, gotta be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, let's. I've, I've got a little thing from from Geralt that I'm that I'm gonna criticize him a little Ooh, bit. For. Okay, okay. Geralt, you don't. I don't think Geralt believes in evolution. Oh, okay. There's a couple. There's a couple little conversations we have mm-hmm. where Geralt doesn't really doesn't really believe. When people say things like, you know, these monsters are dying, but they're going to mutate and pop up here. I think the example I'm thinking of is the the golden dragon, Jack Three Dolls. God, you Three. are, you're <laughs> killing me. I'm done correcting you at this point. <laughs> uh, he says something along the line, along the lines of like mutants, you know, We'll just keep popping up and then turn into a species and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And Geralt's like, "No, mutants can't reproduce." Geralt, this is how evolu- This is this is evolution. Yeah, but then I I get like mules can't. Yeah, yeah, but but I think it's pretty ignorant. But okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So here's the difference. Here's Geralt needs a little biology lesson to get his vocab mm-hmm. straightened out because a mutant is very different from a hybrid. Mm-hmm. So a mule is a hybrid animal. That one, they're not reproducing. But a mutant, that's just how, yeah, that's just how evolution happens, is you get mutation, yeah. and then, boom. Then you got the X-Men, or whatever. I don't know how that actually works. I don't know if you go X-Men there, but, yeah. You're gonna, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna continue killing monsters, but there's just gonna be bigger and better monsters well and the thing about this too this actually takes us into the next story because in the next story i think yennefer is trying to explain to him how the monsters are adapting so in the cities there will just be monsters that adapt to city life and there will be disgusting trash monsters and 
you know, monsters that have adapted to live in cities. Right. And Geralt's like, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> Geralt, you just fought a disgusting trash monster. Right. Yeah. Which, by the way, this word stuck out to me because it was used pretty often in The Last Wish and this book. There's a lot of tentacle discussion. Oh. So this is the very first time Geralt's fighting this trash monster. And this is the first time that the word tentacle has been used to describe an actual tentacle. In The Last Wish, the word tentacle was used twice to just talk about like shadows or other things. It was like, Andre, what's with tentacles, dude? That's just a little aside. I could, a little aside. I there. couldn't let that one go. <laughs> Fair enough. It was like my my conversation of banal from last episode, which showed up in a lot of a lot of times in this one too. Mm-hmm. But okay, one one last thing about this story. Do you, the gold dragon is super cool, but I've got I've got qualms with one little feature. Oh, and that's the animation to turn to to change your appearance. Okay. I, the the animate it's there's no animation no it's just sudden it's just immediate it's sudden i think that's kind of lame <sighs> i think you choose a cool like the the mimic in the next story mm-hmm. that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. has what i would expect which is like a uh i mean quick but you can see it happening transformation mm-hmm. i think the 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 sudden move from human to gold dragon is gives my mind like low budget 80s cartoon nonsense and i think you can do better than that yeah i don't know I, to me it seems more magical because it's not even like they blink and this person is now a dragon it's like suddenly they're just a dragon so you were into it i was into it because it sounds okay. insane I don't even know how it would work. Like there, like I don't have any experience of something that sudden happening immediately. Mm-hmm. I would be I would be taken aback. Oh my gosh! A little gas. Wow, Your Majesty, that was incredible. How does that even happen? Okay, fair enough. I think I was just I was picturing low budget movies and stuff. So mm. that might be on me. Yeah, Luke, you got to just expand your mind a little bit cuz okay. this is a magical world. Anything can happen. Okay. Let's let's move on to the to the next story. Right. Which is the the ice one, shard of ice, I think. Yeah. This is I guess this one mostly revolves around Yennefer. Yeah, this is like all about Geralt and Yennefer's relationship. Yeah. Which, and I'm guessing well, normally we we have the same thoughts on this, so I'm assuming that's going to be the case again. Uh, Yennefer sucks. Yeah, this this is a bad relationship, guys. Mm-hmm. This is borderline abusive. Yeah, it's it's definitely not great. Let me let me start us off before we get to that kind of thing. Okay. At this at the beginning of the story, they're chilling in some penthouse room in this town yeah okay so Geralt takes a bath 
And then Yennefer takes all of his bathwater and just throws it out the window. And it splashes on someone who gets really pissed because that person thinks that it's it's pee. Yeah. I mean, there's, them. there's probably a little pee in there. Probably a little bit of pee. Even if it's not pee, bathwater's not something that I want to get splashed on me. No. Especially bathwater after this guy's fight a, fought this trash monster. Um, and they kind of, they're kind of like, <laughs> that was funny kind of thing. That's, that's disqualifying for any relationship. The, no, this is why Geralt is a frat bro. Geralt doesn't care that he poured the rest of his natty light off of the second, out of the second floor window of the frat house. And it happened to land on somebody just walking to the library. Geralt doesn't right. care. It's kind of funny to Geralt. It's not funny. Okay. My books got all no. wet. I had a test coming up and now I have to go shower before I go to class. This is absurd. Yeah, this is this is so mean. It's this like, is like, have you ever been uh, with someone at a restaurant and they're really mean to the waiter? Yeah, uh, yeah. Just last week, this happened. This is this is my analogy for that. You, you, you hate that. Per- you if you're if you're on a date with that person, you're not going on a second date. With no, bye bye. If you're if you're on a date with someone and they throw piss out the window and it hits someone, you're not going on a second date with that. Person. I'm calling the fucking cops. Are you go yeah. away? Just just think about the the guy walking by who gets who gets doused with this. Yeah, see, this is the thing. Like, okay, Yennefer has zero concern about anyone else aside from herself. Mm-hmm. Okay? And We'll get to the ending of this story because it makes it seem like at the end she cares about other people. I don't think that's actually true. Okay. But what is true is that Geralt and Yennefer's relationship sucks. Okay. Mm -hmm. They have no communication whatsoever. Geralt has no idea where Yennefer goes during the day, how long she's going to be gone. Just a simple like, hey, be back at dinner time. Let's grab a bite. No, none of that. She just disappears. And there's that Geralt's talking about how they used to have sex on a dead unicorn. And he hated it until it broke and they couldn't have sex on the dead unicorn anymore. And that's why it stopped. Geralt, just maybe just say, stand up for yourself. I don't want to have sex on a dead unicorn. Is that hard? Which... Maybe it is. Either way, this is a bad relationship. I don't know what Geralt is getting out of this relationship other than tons of great sex. Yeah. It's like, she she kind of sucks. Uh-huh. You guys seem to hate each other, right. if I'm honest. There's no trust between them. No trust. Um, I don't know what gooseberries are. But they can't smell that good. They can't smell that good, Geralt. That seems to be... The reasons that he's dating her are lots of great sex and because he loves the smell of gooseberries. It's like, Geralt, you couldn't have just... I don't know. Okay, another spoiler for The Last Wish. Not killed the Shrike? That sounded like that would have been a pretty good thing. You would have... You guys would have been a great together. But no. Also... 
If you like gooseberries this much, just get that perfume and you wear it. Okay? Look, here's the thing. Let's. I'm glad you brought up the gooseberries. Because I don't think it's actually perfume. I think it's vape juice. <laughs> so yes, she does dab it on her eyelids and her neck a little bit. I think it's vape juice, though. Because at a certain point when she leaves, Geralt is going around and looking at her various concoctions. And, you know, he's listing them like, oh, there's mandrake, there's worm tongue, there's cannabis, there's uh, elderberry. And I was like, hold on, hold on. Go back one. There's cannabis? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, and then I was starting to, like, think about this. And I think she just has a bunch of vape juices in little bottles. I think she's vaping super hard. Okay. Which... And now I don't want to be offensive to vapors out there. I think it makes her worse. Because mm-hmm. you know she's at dinner at the table, puffing huge clouds. And right, everyone she in the doesn't restaurant, have the self-awareness to not do that at dinner. No, and even if she does, she doesn't care if other people are a, like don't want to smell cotton candy while they're eating their carbonara. Right. She doesn't care. But like, please just go outside. Just go outside to vape. If you're going to do it in a restaurant, okay? Like, I get it. This is Applebee's, but damn. This And, Geralt, if you like it that much, you vape. Yeah, you can vape, dude. Just, if you don't want to <laughs> if you don't wanna get caught vaping, it's fine. Just do it somewhere where no one else is around. I get I it. Hate, I hate their relationship. I The, the next thing I was going to say is... Um, Geralt and the wizard, I forget his name, mm-hmm. are going to fight over her. Mm-hmm. And they find out that she has been sleeping with both of them on and off without telling them. Right. Just going back and forth. And they get mad at each other for this. Uh huh. It's like, get mad at her. I mean, okay, at the end, I'll say this. At the end, the wizard is telling Geralt this and is like, hey, this kind of sucks, doesn't it? And Geralt's like, yeah, yeah it kind of really sucks. We should still kill each other, though, right? And the wizard's like, oh, yeah, for sure. We're definitely going to have to kill each other. It's like, I wanted I wanted them to to get mad at Yennefer together and then form a bond. And then now they're friends. That's what I was looking for. Right. And then them to say, Yennefer, if you want any of this action, you're going to have to treat us both a little bit nicer. You know? Yeah. A little bit of reversal of, I think it's Taming of the Shrew. Just reverse that a little bit. <laughs> sure, sure. I just, I just don't know why. Th- this is this is kind of a broader society thing. I've never understood why, if you're if if people are in a relationship with someone, and that person cheats mm-hmm. with someone else. The common thing is to get mad at the person that that person cheats with. Yeah, that's absurd. Get mad at get mad at the person. Yeah. That you're dating. That's <laughs> that's the person that you should get mad at. Right, and this is this is what happens with Yennefer. Mm-hmm. It's like you guys should should hate Yennefer, not each other. Right, right. This is why this is why I think what she does at the end is awful. She's not looking out for both of them. She's still looking out for Yennefer because she doesn't want either of them to die. So she's like, if I just tell them I don't want to hang out with either of them then I know they're both going to still chase after me to the ends of the fucking earth because they're crazy in love with this gooseberry vape. 
<laughs> and I don't have to lose either of them. And I can keep this maybe, back and forth yeah. carousel going forever. Yeah, definitely. Maybe bring us back a little bit. Maybe she's the only one that makes this gooseberry vape. Okay, well then just steal her fucking recipe or something. Because it's not yeah, worth it. It can't be. That vape has got to be so smooth for it to be worth it. And mm. you know it's not. No, there's no way. Okay. Let's... A little bit earlier, this... I was reading this scene right before bedtime for mm. Luke. So a little sleepy. Mm-hmm. I'm reading this scene where Yennefer and Geralt are having their conversation in which Geralt basically confronts her. And they have this conversation conversation that seemed deep. We're talking about this like short of ice stuff. And I'm, and then at the end, it's like this uh, crow thing says something that I forget what it was. I'm reading this while I'm about to fall asleep. So I don't know if I was just being dumb, but what the fuck does this mean? Yeah, dude, I read that this afternoon and I was like, yeah, I, I hope this isn't important to the story because this just sounds like some two people talking around each other and they both, I didn't get they it both think it means something that it doesn't. This is what I mean. This is exactly what I mean, though. Their communication sucks ass because we have no idea what that, that interaction meant. They both probably took completely different things away from the conversation and there's just now a bird in the house (laughs) how is this fair (laughs) i'm assuming that there's a meaning behind this that me and you are just not getting i mean probably it's It's really something about like do they or don't they love each other can they ever express that love to each other do they even know what love is but like they never said any of these words. I'm if I can say these words right now, you can fucking say these words to each other. It's like, come on, this is not. This is how this is how a middle school relationship goes. Okay, this is not how two adults who are apparently very comfortable in their sexuality and very open talk to each other. No, no, this is absurd. Fucking grow Stop up. Stop talking in metaphors. Stop talking in birds. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. I, I, it seemed deep. We didn't get it. If we miss something, let us know. Maybe, maybe if you explain it to us, we'll cry and forgive Yennefer and all that stuff. I, I doubt but, it. Yeah. Okay. Here's the other two small things in this story. We're just going to do rapid fire. One, Geralt, get the money up front. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have to negotiate if you got the money up front. I don't get it. I don't get why he does You should have learned this by now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two. Luke, I think you are very wrong when I think when we were talking about the blade itself, you mentioned how a lot of the times to seem tough, characters will not give up their weapons. I want to say more often than not, Badass characters in books and movies that I've seen will give up their swords. Mm. Because Geralt does it pretty much every time somebody asks for his sword. Pretty he much does. everybody, or um, the Bloody Nine gives up his weapons in the blade itself. I There have been very few instances that we've read of people not giving up their swords. 
Okay. You you might be right, but I the point that I think you would agree with is that just fucking give up your sword. Yeah, absolutely. It's common courtesy. It also makes you look way more badass. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Okay. Those are the two that I had for that story. Should we move on? Yep. Okay. So we we brought up a theory about where Geralt was spending his money in the last episode. So he he definitely is not into the latest streetwear, right? I think we can definitively no. debunk that because Dandelion looks at his his threads and says, "Dude, well, come on." Yeah, he's not into he's not into the the kind of frivolous fashion of like staying up to date with the fashion. Mm-mm. So we were wrong about that. Mm-hmm. But we were right about him buying clothes with it. Yes. However, I think we were wrong again because you said it's he seems like the guy who's going to buy something that's kind of like buy it for life. Buy something that's going to just last through whatever he puts it through. He gets like one guy tugging on his sleeve of this jacket rips the sleeve basically off okay no okay let me let me we were actually right about this because we said he he wants the appearance of being someone that buys just high quality stuff that's practical Uh uh-huh but he doesn't he buys what okay he buys the stuff no i think this is perfectly on point with what we were saying okay okay go ahead yeah he buys stuff that makes him seem really badass and practical. Uh-huh. So he's like, "Yeah, I need a new, I need a new leather jacket that's gonna that's gonna make me look really badass and last for a while." But he buys one that breaks apart at the slightest pull. Right. He he goes into Gucci, and is like, "I just want a leather jacket for when I'm riding my Harley down the street." He gets in one little fender bender. Maybe goes down, and his jacket just completely tears in two. Yeah. It's like, that's not... Yes, it looks like it would be sturdy, but you paid for the label, dude. You definitely paid for the label. You need other things. You spent all of your money on this? He says he spent all of it. Yeah, on that's a jacket. That's stupid. That's stupid. Also, did you catch how much this jacket cost? Like 120 whatevers or something like that, I think. Oh, I thought it was like 23, like 24. Oh, I don't know. I just know it was all of his money. It was all of his money. And now now that I'm thinking about this, this might be wrong because I think literally everywhere he goes has a different currency. Yeah. But if he got paid 100 for taking care of this swamp beast and then spent 20 on a jacket... That better be a damn good jacket. Cause like I think it was more than twenty. We should we might want to double check, but I think it was more. Okay. It also might be a moot point because I think it was a different currency. <laughs> Maybe. But the point is all of your money. Literally all of it. If I have my life savings, which granted he does he's not a kind of person that has life savings. No. He's the kind of person that just has like a checking account that he goes through. Uh, he's not starting an IRA anytime soon. No, he's got, I don't know. Let's say, let's say he's saved up over the past 
couple months, he saved up ten thousand dollars. He empties that out for one jacket. Doesn't save. Doesn't save any money for food, lodging, uh, in case he gets sick. Uh, Well, he can't. His Netflix account. Nothing. Dude, spend, save at least twenty percent. That's just smart. That's just smart. In case you don't run into a friend that's going to buy you food. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. Luke, he is a witcher. So he went to witcher school. I don't think they taught him personal finance at witcher school. They don't teach economics there. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. See, this is the problem with the education system in this this land is they got to teach practical skills to these kids. Practical skills. Balance your budget balance budgets uh how to properly use credit cards how to not go into debt they're not teaching this stuff to kids well okay we don't know that <laughs> you're there's saying a, there's a ch- there's a chance that i think fits Geralt's personality they do teach that but they let you choose your classes you know <sighs> yeah and it's not a, it's a home ec is not a required class it's not a core class yeah. But it's highly recommended. And he's like, I'm taking my sixth PE class of the semester instead of that of one. Of course he took. He took like meditative walking or something like that just to get out of home ec. Also, his jacket rips. Okay, this is another. Yeah, he definitely skipped home ec. And the reason I know he skipped home ec, he doesn't have very good understanding of his personal finances. And his jacket ripped along a seam and he couldn't repair it. Okay. If it rips along a seam, just a little bit of thread, it's not even that hard. You watch a YouTube tutorial, you put that thing back together, it looks good as new. Okay? I th- well, okay, I think he did. I think he It says he... it looked miserable after he had tried to put it back together. It says it looked really bad. This is this is also just poor craftsmanship. Because if it's if it's coming apart at the seams on the first outing, what do we what do we what are we doing? We're, we're returning that immediately because you return that you've thing. been swindled. You're like, you sewed this up with a wet noodle. You use dental floss to attach the sleeves to this torso and I won't have it. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, Luke, I just realized why he's not returning this. Think how dope this vest would look. Oh. I'm getting vest vibes now from, from Geralt. Okay. Yep. He yep, sees he's that, going he's going leather vest now. He sees the sleeve come off and thinks, hold on. And looks down at his torso. This looks kind of cool. Now I can show off my guns. I've got some pockets so I can put my Twizzlers. <laughs> yeah, that's what pockets are for. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's whatever you want to put in them. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Good actually, point. I think we were 100% spot on. He spends all of his money on clothes. We were totally right. We just assumed that he was buying really nice clothes, and he wasn't. But he's, he definitely still spends all his money on clothes. This Yeah, and this comes down to he's something else that we've said a lot, is that he's terrible at haggling. <sighs> yeah, yeah. You know, I don't... Okay, let's say, let's say this, this jacket cost $100. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it actually did. He spent $100 on it. The next guy coming up buying it is like, this is garbage. I'll give you 10 bucks. The guy's like, that's the normal price. I don't know why that guy just gave me $100. I could tell that guy's a tourist, so I jacked it up. But like, 
yeah, yeah. 10 bucks. The, the, the scene that I, I actually want to go back a little bit to what you said earlier about him negotiating the price up front mm-hmm. because he comes back after killing the, the trash thing, I think is what it was. Yeah. It's like a hundred bucks. The guy's like 80 and they negotiate a couple of times, which Geralt seems like a really strong negotiator mm-hmm. because he's just, he keeps saying a hundred bucks and then the guy's like, fine, 95. He says, deal. <laughs> the guy's like, okay, 90 then. <laughs> Because of tax. Yeah. Geralt, you're not supposed to pay the tax. If he gives you 95 and has to pay tax on it, he's supposed to pay the fine. Right. Right. Here's the, like, also, oh, man, Geralt gives up all of his leverage before this interaction. Because he also knows how to prevent this thing from coming back. All he's got to do is say, I'm not going to tell you how to stop it from coming back until you give me the money. Mm-hmm. He gives it up free at the very beginning. Geralt. He's the kind of person that when he's shopping, uh, he goes, he says the actual most he's willing to pay first, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. So someone's like, okay, uh, I'm selling this used car. What's the most you're willing to give for it? Yeah. Geralt's like $15,000. And they're like, okay. <laughs> he's like, no, I actually was going to say 14000 they're like, no, you just said 15. Nope, I'll take the 15. Thank you. Yeah. This is Geralt negotiating. <sighs> yeah. Absurd. Come on. <laughs> okay. Let's jump into, I, I don't have many notes on it, but I kind of liked this last story. Uh, yeah, I was really into it. About the mimic. Um, just, 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 to, just to transition us into it, Geralt learned some economic tips from this guy. Yeah, this guy crushed it. Which... At first, the halfling was pissed. Upon hearing that this guy quadrupled my profits, I would have been so stoked. And he oh, yeah. he figures it out at the end, and he's like, "No, no, no, we're we're cool. This guy's dope." But even that that even that very initial like, "Oh yeah, he made four times the amount that you could have made." I'd have been like, "Okay, I'm gonna head home. If you can just send every month like ten percent of whatever is in the account for me." back to my zone that'd be awesome i'll see you guys later totally cool right yeah this is the dream yeah you don't have to do any work this is the trust fund baby dream right you don't do any work it's all being done for you by people who are moving your money around and you get to just live the good life you're charging you're charging this mimic 20 percent of his profits to use your likeness basically that's incredible yeah yeah okay the problem with it though luke it's a very tenuous connection with this guy Mm. he doesn't Mm -hmm. like the situation that he's in he just is a new person now does the exact same thing and he's fine but now you're you've lost your cash cow you need some way of you need some way of tying him to you you know that's the thing about these mm-hmm. mimics is they're a little too, they're a little too free. They're dangerous because of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you need a you need a way to make sure that he stays with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which let's okay. He's basically let's say he's the mimic is basically his employee. Right. I think the way to do that is you just got to treat your employees right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which you know he he might be doing in the future. Give him great health insurance. Give him some good some give him a ton of pto days 
I mean, he's earning them. Right. Yeah. You recognize talent in your organization and reward it. That's all that you have to do. <laughs> this has been uh, Dan's management tips. What are we doing? Okay. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. We're going crazy today. There's there's something. Okay. We're going to do Dan solves all the problems because okay. this mimic story gives us the solution to so many problems. These mimics should be literally everywhere and charging for their services. Hey, my name's Geralt. I am madly in love with a dangerous sorceress who is just an complete ass but i love having sex with her hey there there's somebody else who is also in love with this sorceress who is a complete ass and loves having sex with her so if only we could have two yennefers <laughs> to solve this problem oh no however will we find another yennefer uh i got one we could have 50 <laughs> yennefers Yes, but you you're gonna have to you're you're paying these mimics a lot of money to do this. Mm, okay. Do you think I think it's it's kind of worth it, right? It it depends. First of all, Geralt has no money because he spent it all on his yeah. Vest. You get the wizard to pay. Okay, the wizard's paying for it, right? Okay, good point. Geralt's not paying. The wizard will pay for it. Mm -hmm. Also, mm -hmm. these mimics are wi willing to work for free, basically. Uh... The mimics, the only reason the mimics are in town is because it's safe and it's warm and they can get food. I'm, I, okay, I see. I see what's your point. I think, I think this is a little slippery slope situation. Mm. I think, I think this kind of exploitation is turning into some, some bad stuff down the road. <sighs> Okay, okay, okay. So let's say you pay them pretty well, though. And they, they volunteer to do this as a service. Let, let, them, let them have a union. Let them have a union. Let, it, let them go through all the proper channels to have this business where they can just, oh, you, you miss this person? I will, I'll be that person. And I, I will yeah. like act and think basically the same as them. You, you don't want to go to your family reunion this weekend? I'll go for you. That's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. Mimics, mimics set up a little, do your, I think mimics got wiped out because they, they set up their system the wrong way. They're going, they're trying to exploit humans mm -hmm. or whoever they're mimicking. Mm -hmm. This could be a symbiotic relationship. Mimics. Right. Right. This is exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they have an incredible ability that we would pay so much to have access to. Oh, yep. you can go take this test for me? Yep. I'll, I would love that. The other thing is, it should be completely legal because mimics, when they, Geralt mentions this a couple of times, when they mimic you, they essentially are you. Right. Exactly. So if I send a mimic to take a test for me, that's perfectly fine. Legally, I took that test. Because he has, or this mimic has my memories and, and my knowledge and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm sending my twin brother who's way smarter than me. Right, right. It's just you don't want to deal with the anxiety of the test and 
your friends invited you to go to Dave and Buster's and you really want to go. I don't know. Okay. Dave and Buster's. Yeah. Just... Dave and Buster's sucks. I actually don't like that place at all. I think this is the second time you've brought up Dave and Buster's in an episode. It but... is. <laughs> Why are we? We're giving out a lot of promotions today. We might cut that fucking Dave and Buster's comment. Yeah. Fuck Dave yeah. and Buster's. <laughs> um, I, th- I think we're going to see some, some, a better system with mimics in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the, the one thing I want to say about this story is kind of in the same vein of your rant in The Last Wish about the reveal of the hunchback not meaning anything. The whole solution to the, the everlasting flame or whatever it's called means nothing to me. The, you mean the solution where everybody's just cool with whatever was going on? It's like at the end, you know, they, they've, they've talked very briefly about this problem where they're trying to get the everlasting flame everywhere. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, my big thing was now we have these candles. That was my whole goal. And it's like a big reveal. I don't care. Yeah, about I that. didn't care about it at all. Who cares about the everlasting flame? They revealed that, and I was like, oh, cool, whatever. You made a lot of money. That's all I kind of got from it. Yeah. And everybody was cool with how you made the money. Fine. <laughs> Otherwise, though, Mimic Story is great. Mm-hmm. Mimic Story was great. That, that's probably my, that might be my favorite story so far that we've, that we've heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well... Luke, we've got a whole rest of the book to go. We've got a whole other, I think, three more stories. The second half of the book, yeah. I don't know how many stories are in that, but... A lot of opportunities to trade up. A lot of opportunities for hot takes. A lot of opportunities for dumb nerds. Mm-hmm.